0: hello and welcome back to no capes season three the show is usually recorded as a video talk show so if you want to see what we're talking about in the show check it out on youtube as well and if you'd like to support the show you could consider subscribing at patreon or donating to Kofi. for now kick back relax grab your coffee and enjoy the show No Capes is now proudly sponsored by Global Comics, an amazing online reading platform filled with incredible creator-owned titles, and they have generously given us an ongoing discounted subscription link, which you can find in the description below. And not only that, but every week we'll be giving away 3 free subscriptions for Global Comics. It is filled with incredible titles. It is so easy for new creators to upload their books. I've got two stories up on there right now, and you will be able to enter every week to win one of three free subscriptions so check the description below find that link enter the giveaway it'll be drawn every following monday and announced on social media who those three winners are so good luck and happy listening all right welcome everyone and welcome back to another episode of no capes the show where we talk about creator owned comics with creators who own comics joining me today is the phenomenal hassan OE, one of the most prolific creators that I follow on any social media in the comics community. Almost every book I read, I see your name in, Hassan. Let's tell everyone a little bit about what you do.
1: Uh, yeah, I just, I, I letter comics uh, uh, and I edit uh, panel by panel magazine. And that like uh, on a semi-regular basis, I do a YouTube series called Strip Panel Naked where we dive into comic book storytelling. Um, but yeah, I mean, mostly my day is spent putting words into balloons. <laughs> enjoying sound effects.
0: I love your sound effects posts on Twitter. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Anytime I scroll past and see one, I just stop and just for a bit.
1: (laughs) It's the only, you can't, like, I find, I always find it hard to, like, post, uh, you know, because I feel like the balloons a lot of the time are like the spoilers stuff yeah so it's like i always find like artists can post like a panel and it's like out of context it's quite hard but if i post like a balloon where it's like oh you were the villain all along x and you're like oh well yeah i probably can't post that (laughs) so most of like the dialogue in the balloons i post is just not real you know it's not from anything it's just like i've made it up yeah but the balloon will be like a balloon so it'll be like my secret which panel it's from but yeah i feel like we can never post i can never post the dialogues it's always too it's always too specific
0: yeah no that makes sense um I, I, always I always wondered get jealous. if those, if the dialogue bo- balloons that you posted were actual dialogue from something, or just a oh. here's something cool I designed.
1: Yeah, that's al- almost never is the di- is the dialogue from uh, from the actual book. It's usually just me that I've just like written something to fill in the space. I just feel because I always feel like I feel jealous, like K-M- Kurt Michael Russell. You K. Know, Michael Russell always uh, who colors Blue Flame, which I love. Always does these like cool um, like coloring like live coloring things where you'll yeah. take like a page of Blue Flame and like color it live. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. I'd love to do that with the lettering, but I can't because it'll like there's just so many spoilers in the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that makes sense. I just can't, I can't do that unless it's already the book's already out, in which case I'm just sort of awkwardly relettering a page. But, but the best I can do is to just post an empty balloon or just some fake dialogue. Although that so could be a get. fun
0: exercise, taking like old retro comics. And relettering
1: yeah. them. I did. You know, there's a book coming out that's just been just been announced called uh, Agent of World that's written by um, Dennis Camp, uh, and that that was actually the very first thing I ever lettered back in 2016, maybe. Yeah. Because uh, I was friends with Dennis, and he sent me this these pages of art just so I could learn to letter over yeah, his, yeah. his his this script and this letter of this art, and I lettered that book over the years. Uh, four maybe four or five times because each time we went back to it i was looked at the work and i was like this is terrible and so it's now coming out in july and it's like you know like my fourth re-letter of that book or something so at some point i might show that process from really terrible like literally just learning following tutorials and and lettering that book to where it got to the latest stage so people can see the uh the growth of from terrible to less terrible that that would actually be really interesting Yeah that's that's probably the closest I've got to like this is not how, this is how not to do it and this is not not how to do it but like how not to do it less worse.
0: Yeah yeah. I get you. Although <laughs> I I'm not going to lie I I would consider your work how to do it. You know there's no one way to do it but I would consider your work a very acceptable how to do it because your way is a good way.
1: I consider it like the lesser of some evils. <laughs> that's Wait, my just my, my we are all our, our own worst critics
0: the... <laughs> um but yeah so today's book was picked by you so do you want to introduce it yeah
1: this is um uh the book tour by andy watson uh who i was more familiar with from their like sort of more like young at, like like mid-grades young adult work um, and this was recommended to me by Tiffany Babb, who's a uh, co edit panel by panel magazine. Uh, and she's a really good writer and editor. Um, and she, re- so whenever Tiffany recommends me something, I'm like, this will be good. Uh, so I, yeah, I got a copy and I just did, I just, start, I was like, I'll just have a look at it. And then next thing I know, like I was on the last page. Uh, and I was like, this is absolutely incredible. It's basically the story of a, a writer of kind of like literary fiction. Um, called Fretwell, which is just a great like uh, Charles Dickens-esque name, um, who goes on a book tour to promote his latest book, and it's just a series of a series of really unfortunate events happen that eventually lead to him being sort of, uh, you know, framed or or integrated into a, a series of murders that have been happening along the same sort of path of his.
0: Yeah, it's... tour
1: of books to promote his uh the tour of bookshop sorry to promote, to promote his novel
0: it's so sad the poor guy's just trying to go about his day and just everywhere he turns the disrespect
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just something goes wrong in like a really in, in like a really sort of like quietly british way where he, he his life is really like you know i mean from start to finish, there's a drastic change in in what happens in his life, but the whole way through, he is just almost like so apologetic for his own existence. Yeah, which I, I like, feels like a very it feels like a very British mindset that like no matter what goes wrong, he's like convinced it's probably it's probably his fault, but somehow. um And I, there's there's it's, it's also like very, not I don't know if it's metafiction is the right way to describe it, but it reminded me a lot of City of Glass, the Paul Austin novel. Uh, and the really good David uh adaptation of it, um, where he slowly sort of gets subsumed into the city as a whole. Um, but yeah, I don't I just love it. I think I, the whole the story, the craft of it just absolutely fascinating. I love it. I love it a lot.
0: yeah, yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure what to expect, and actually, like the the art style is really interesting and enjoyable. um it's very understated. Like in a way that serves the tone of the story really well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. There's like yeah. there's a
1: shakiness to the line that I think is like a like like a, a kind of unsteadiness to the line that is like very replicated in Fretwell's general anxiety of life.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's a very apt name, isn't it? Because he does fret quite well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. I don't know if that's like. I, I mean. That's one of those things, whenever I see, you know, characters named like that, that it just makes me think of, like, Dickens and that very, it's like a very British, feels like a very sort of British tradition of uh, giving these characters like ridiculous names like that. That Just immediately, like, his name is Spretwell and you can already sort of picture what that person might be like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and look, honestly, in a less, less British kind of way, but in a more neurodivergent way, I can so relate to his just general level of anxiety and yeah (laughs) i'm I'm sorry about everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) it really is that it's like it's 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 so easy to feel uh i mean the 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 central you know sort of plot line is like uh people keep getting murdered that he uh that like are at the places that he's doing his book tour. Yeah, uh, his book signing, and but and it's uh, to to the audience, to the reader. You just know. I mean, it's very. You, we know it's not him. It's not like a secret mystery that it might actually be revealed to him or we could see no, him it, doing yeah, it. We it's know like, it's not him.
0: Yeah, he leaves and goes home, has a sad steak in his room, <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> tries to call his wife, has a very sad conversation, and goes to bed. And then the next day, the cops are there going, "Hey, buddy." Yeah. So he's he's just in everyone's
1: way. Yeah, I think that's just the thing. He's just in everyone's way. He seems to be in the way of his wife. He seems to be in the way of his kid. He seems to be in the way of the the people that run the books, the bookstores that he's doing his signings at. He seems to be in the way of the customers. Just his entire life is spent in the way of other people, Uh, and it's just I don't know. It's just great. It's just. Yeah, every 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 element of it, I'm just absolutely
0: fascinated by. Yeah, and and just so sad every time he gets to a place and his books aren't there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know, like I don't, I'm not like a, you know, I'm not uh, a writer uh, or anyone that's done like a book tour or anything like that. I've been to, you know, I've been to shows and sat behind a table. Yeah. Uh, which is not not really the same experience as where you're invited but you like you know as being invited to a place to like sell your book and then arriving there just no one cares like there's yeah. there's, there's, there's a level of like you are you're you're sort of well known enough to have been invited to this thing uh, and then you arrive and just people just don't care like and you're it, it, like that is such a level of like but he takes it so well. I think that's what's great. He's just sort of like yeah. it's almost like an acknowledgement on his part that like, yeah, why would people show up? Like people don't care.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he takes it on the chin quite well. But yeah, just yeah, the the people not being there is sad enough, but like two or three of the shops where he turns up and like his books aren't even there and his books are stolen at the start. Yeah. As well. Yeah. yeah like the books he did have were stolen and then the books that were supposed to be waiting for him at the shop are either not there or had the shop owner has lost.
1: Mhm. Just... There's there's a line that there's a line that I can't remember if it's I can't remember if it's one of the shopkeeps, or if it's I think it is it's one of the people that works at the shop and uh they just say to him like do do you actually want to do this like should we always only... <laughs>
0: Like, you want to go through with this. Yeah, you wanna go through with this? And then yeah, he comes in and she hasn't even cleaned <laughs> fact, up from the great... one the day before. <laughs> yeah. The table's covered yeah, in Yeah, well that's wine the and...
1: Yeah, he's he's kind of on the heels of uh another author um who is presumed seemingly having like a much better time than him. Yeah. Because he's always like the day after the other author's signings and you're right, like they're always turning up to bookshops and they've had a great day. The previous day with this other author um which is which ties into you know ties into the ending uh in my mind's interpretation of the ending a little bit um but yeah it's uh yeah fp guys uh yeah. is the other author yeah sierra umbra is the book and he just keeps turning up and just he's just like a day ago was a great time with this great author who seems to be very charismatic and people love his work and then fretwell this sort of Anxious, uh, like, anxious, like, sort of afraid of taking up too much space. Turns up and just has this really terrible day.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's the same publisher too. Like, it's his publisher mm. that's promoting this other guy. Yeah, I, yeah, and
1: I mean, there's some, there's something horrible. Like, even the conversation he has. At one point, he goes to he goes to dinner. He's supposed to be going to dinner with his editor, yeah. uh, and then just someone like a junior editor from a the, like the poetry side turns up and. Have, they have this really horrible conversation where the editor's just talking to him about, this junior editor's just talking to him about how he wants to become more successful and how Fretwell isn't very successful and they're probably not going to publish Fretwell's book and the, the company that publishes his book is, is moving to smaller offices and downsizing and all this stuff. It's just him existing in situations where if he was not there, the situation would probably be the same. Like, that that, pub, that that editor's conversation had nothing to do with Fretwell, essentially. It was all about himself. Y- yeah. You mentioned before we did this, like, he, at the end, there's, he's talking to a psychiatrist, and psychiatrist just ends up talking about himself. <laughs> it's just a series of situations where if Fretwell was not in the scene, it would carry on as, as normal.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that guy probably would be sitting there talking to himself about how this other author that work has signed is actually... Yeah, he'd be having the exact same conversation with the lady friend yeah. that he's going out to dinner with.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just Fretwell could just be swapped out for anybody else, and the situation would remain.
1: That's part of like the so this is what this is the, this is the thing that made me think of, of City of Glass as well. there's a, there's a bit near the end where Fretwell um, just like falls asleep on the street. He like finds this little corner of um, uh, like kind of tucked away. I think he's like next to a bridge or something. Uh, I can't if I can find the right page, but he is sort of essentially kind of like on the run from the cops, that's it, and he kind of runs under this bridge uh, and he finds um uh, a homeless person in this little sort of crevice yeah. under the bridge, and goes in there and just falls asleep there, and just becomes like, essentially invisible in part of the city, which is which is a very uh, sort of feels like a little nod to City of Glass, where this detective is kind of like staking out a building and just slowly becomes, you know so it's almost like he becomes part of the city he hides down his alleyway and just slowly, his existence just ceases to be, yeah. as he just becomes part of the city, the texture of the city. Um, and it's like that. It's like he, that. That is just the culmination of everything that's happened to him in the in the story up to that point, which is that he just hasn't existed. He just disappears and forms part of the architecture and part of the the structure of the of the world around him. And his life is essentially, you know, no different. And also, the detectives just seem to know exactly where he'll be because, of course. Where, yeah. else would, where, where else would where else would crap well be because that he is just he's just an invisible agent in the city.
0: Right? Yeah, like they there. He he falls asleep in the street, has his shoes stolen, and then they still know exact they just they just stumble across <laughs> him. Yeah, yeah. Although I think there was a different set of cops. Because they didn't address him by name.
1: I think it's the same because I remember the fella from the uh it's the detec- i think it's the two detectives it, right it who, is
0: oh, i couldn't uh, remember
1: oh no i know it isn't no it isn't it but you're right it's two different detectives cuz he's got a different face
0: yeah yeah i mean like it's just yeah, no, another right, random yeah. pair of cops that have just shown up and like my boy i just know
1: where he'll <laughs> <it'll> be <laughs> yeah yeah it really is it's like i mean I've, there's so many things that i don't know like there's so many bits of it that feel like a commentary on a situation that maybe I'm not uh don't that maybe don't pull me as much as sort of the the more like textual parts but like so he there's essentially you know he's going around and then all these people get murdered and uh it's implied that he's probably the one killing them because of course um and so they end up like you know they end up like burning his books right in the street at near the end and uh everyone's calling for him to be as he's trying to disappear everyone assumes it's him and so they're calling for him to be arrested and they're like destroying his work and everything like that and so it's like all these books that no one's read are now getting just are getting destroyed um but what's so great about it i thought was that the about that 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 sort of plot line is that there is another it's so funny to me that there is another author who is doing the exact same journey as him yeah the exact same set of books bookshops uh and yet, there's just never any... You never see yeah. that person, and there's yeah, yeah, never right? any, and like, implication no...
0: that it's them. Um... Exactly. There's no discussion at any yeah. point that it could be this HP guys doing yeah. the murders. <laughs> yeah. Being the crime. It's just,
1: there's, something, there's just something about the demeanor of, him, of a fret world that you just think, well, yeah, I mean, this guy's... <laughs> this, this, guy's this guy's the killer.
0: Right? Yeah, he's just... He's such a portrait of the maladjusted, depressed, burnt out office drone type trope. Yeah, yeah. But he's really just trying to do his best.
1: I mean, he's just—I mean, yeah—he's just what's—he's just very plain, right? There's just you sort yeah. of—I think he's playing enough that you end up imparting what you need to impart on him from your own perspective as a reader. There isn't there, his characteristics are essentially non right he's just he's just sort of nondescript he's got this slightly sort of you know fluffy hair but apart from that it's kind of he's kind of just like slightly nondescript as part you know partly with the sort of Andy Watson's art style but it's like you, whatever sort of judgments I feel like I make about Fretwell are heavily brought are heavily brought by me as necessarily as opposed to Andy Watson I yeah, think yeah. Andy Watson just gives you a kind of a good canvas to paint what you believe Fretwell to be like right. but there's just there's just so many, which I, I'd like to yeah. me is like a fun thing of comics where it, you can, if you he, kind of heavily render a book, like if, if Andy Watson did this in like a, just, I don't know, like a super realistic, heavily rendered style, then you might see Fretwell as a more specific person. But because yeah. the art is so open, the lines are so open, it's like he's, we can make him be what we need him to be. And in this case, you know, that plainness helps with his kind of like slight softness and, and awkwardness
0: yep but I, it's I,
1: definitely heightened by what we what we bring to i think yeah
0: and i sort of get the energy from him that he's like uh, if mitchell and webb had a baby <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. very strong blend of their features and just that sad sack attitude that uh mitchell had in peep show mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. i think it's a very other like i I think I keep going to the Britishness, but I think that is a very British quality Yeah. about just sort of silent sadness. But even, I mean, even even in his most um, angry, I don't know if that would be the a term you'd ever affix uh, to Fretwell. But even in his most kind of like determined, uh, like right at the very end of the book, he kind of so he uh, gets arrested and then he's in he's in jail. And then he gets released at the end when they realise it... Because someone else dies, I think, and they realise it couldn't be him. And he's, like... He figured out who it is. Like, he in his head, is like... I, I think I know who the killer is. And even at that point, the police are, like... Okay, who cares? Like, right, I'll write it in a ransom letter or whatever, Write it in a note and send it to us. You're a writer. And um, he... And even at that point, he's kind of, like... Stubbornly, like, this is really annoying that you're not taking what I'm saying seriously. <laughs> and even in that, even in that mode... He's still very like calm and he's still very calm. He's just like, okay. There's looks like an image of his just his blank It's like that little blank expression. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's him that's him at his most kind of like his most you know, his most. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the right word. That's basically it. And it's his face is essentially just variations on that same I mean this is, you know, two pages two pages later and it's essentially the same. <laughs> Just the same face. That's that's him. That's him. Like I've just solved the case. Yeah, yep. that's his face. And,
0: and actually, that's really interesting that you show me that panel because like, before we hit record, you and I were t- chatting a bit about manga and and stuff. And that's that's a very manga disappointed face panel right there with the the stark lines in the background and the the little eyes. Just
1: yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. The, I I think that. The the part of what I like the story is, is very slight, as I would I guess I would say for this that there isn't much that necessarily happens beyond just a series of, of vignettes where he um, just exists as Fretwell in this space while other people kind of act around him. Um, but what made, I think what what's so exciting about it for me was the uh, was the style of it. I just absolutely love the style of it. the the way the like the dialogue is paced, feels very manga esque. Mm. Where there's it's there isn't like tons and tons of back and forth. I don't think there's any back and forths in any of the panels. It's like one image dialogue, you know, one yeah. image question, one image response, one image question, one image response. Um, there's a there's like such a, a solid pace of the, the dialogue, and it means that like nothing ever seems to like run over itself. Like the, the reactions of him, of Fretwell's like blank face, are on one. Bit of, you know, one beat of dialogue, just him saying, Yeah, no problem, or just asking a simple question or anything like that. It's not, no, there's never any moment of like overloaded monologuing, which you get in, you know, Mm -hmm. when you've got to fit loads of stuff into 20 pages of of monthly comics or whatever. It's just, it's just very, like, I like, I mean, that's like a good, you can see that. I don't, me, help holding stuff up is any use or not, but um, like that page is just that back and forth dialogue. Um, And I find like that pacing really, really interesting. Because it feels like, like to me, like it feels like super comics where you can really start to act, and so much of it is is like you were saying, like the simplif, sort of like simplified style, I suppose, and that really helps sell the emotion in a way that's very, very like upfront. There's no yeah. over the top. You don't need to like read a face for too long. You can just be like, oh, that's just a blank face. That's someone that is annoyed at this person. That's someone uh, that's yep. trying to smile but isn't working. Um yeah.
0: Actually, that you, you you make me think right now of. um Good old Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics, and talking about stylization and how much you can simplify a face before it doesn't look like a face anymore, and how simply you can portray emotion. Yeah, and this book does that very, very well.
1: Yeah, it's it's like it's defined enough that you can that you get get like a sense of what Fretwell looks like. Like You get a a sense of his hair. uh, You get a sense of his posture. Even though his hair is 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 just like part of his head, like it's just yeah. the outline of his he- head just kind of carries on. I mean like The Simpsons or whatever? It's like that style. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, it's like
0: Puffy Bud Simpson.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And his his face is four lines, three lines. It's two dots, yeah,
0: one it's a line, nose, and, and, line for the nose. That's
1: it. So it's like it's like as 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 kind of like minimized as you could get it while you while still. You still have an understanding of what Fretwell looks like. Right, like it's yeah. not like just it's not just a blank circle. I can still see. Yeah, I can still like, see his his look
0: on page fifty where the cops first turn up, and you can see his hopeful little smile when he's like, "Oh, you're from the Literary Review." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. then his hopes dashed on the next page. <laughs> but it's 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 even
1: like yeah, it's wonderful. It's like even the even the. uh the, like, the shapes and which is like it reminded me of um, Sirius Pollard, but I don't know why I'm talking so much about David Mazzucelli. But like the in each of the face designs is an implication of the character. Like Fretwell has this kind of like soft, uh, like straight line jawline, which matches with his demeanor of these like, like sort of gently sloping mm. shoulders on this character. Whereas when you look at the cops, they've got these much more angular faces. Yes. Like there's the yes. cop with the much more broad chin. There's the cop with the the kind of jutting out cheeks scraggly. like they have.
0: Yeah, like the yeah, yeah the 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 main cop gives me sort of you know Bruce Willis, Patrick Warburton, um old mate <laughs> yeah. that played the thing. I've forgotten his name right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Those sort of That's vibes. Right? Yeah. And the the other inspector. Makes me think of the little dude that's from the office and also Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Oh yeah, 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 detectorist guy. Gareth. I can't remember his real name. Yeah, yeah, I can't McKenzie, remember his name. McKenzie but Brooke. yeah, McKenzie just like yeah, him
0: it. as a cop. That's, yeah. that's the energy yeah, yeah, I get yeah, yeah. from that detective.
1: <laughs> that's a real like I think that's a real that's like a real difficult skill because you can like you're saying, like you can see the face of those people. And in the same way, like that, the, the, like that big detective with the, you know, the Patrick Warburton chin has got the exact same amount of lines on his face. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. There's not Fredwell. a lot,
0: not a lot to him, but yeah. the energy is is right there.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, with that is readability, right? So, like, yeah. this is this is the fun thing? Like you mentioned, like Fretwell's little smile, like that smile is like an instant. Like you can see that straight away. There isn't, there isn't. The I don't know how to describe it. Like the levels of emotion are sort of so restrained that that little little smile is enough for you to completely understand the feeling that he's getting in that yeah. moment where he thinks that like these two people might be there to say something nice about his work uh, and not cops. <laughs> and so when his face drops again, uh, or he's kind of a bit confused and his his head just tilts a little bit, like all these things are so small that I don't think you would. It's it's much harder to get away with that level of subtle acting work when you're when you're when the rendering style is different. I yeah. think, and so by like Andy Watson pairing everything back, all these moments, this the little head tilts, the little you know the 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 mouth slight mouth change from a line to a dot or whatever, all suddenly read like huge shifts in his in his like acting in his emotional range. Yep. Uh, and that's so smart, it's so clever
0: It, it really is, and like I've said, like you were saying before Like you could, if this was rendered in a full Sort of traditional comics book You know, like, big two style mm-hmm. It would not have the same energy at, at all
1: Yeah, it, yeah
0: It would feel so different It would still be a good story But I don't think it would be nearly as charming As this book is <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's the, like, this book is it's a depressing kind of story. This poor guy. <laughs> it's just like a series of more and more embarrassing and unfortunate, ridiculous things happening to him. <clears throat> but it's such a charming little book to read, and I yeah. love, I love that. I I'm like, I'm really glad that you suggested it and I got the chance to read it because it, it really is. It's, it's very charming and like seeing a story told in full in this way is probably going to inform my own work going forward you know yeah, like i yeah. don't think i'm going to change my style in a drastic way or anything like that but mm. i i can feel having read this book that i'm definitely going to take stuff away from this
1: yeah yeah, yeah. no i think i like I, I think my reading over time has sort of gradually sort of shifted a little bit in terms of what I, what what i kind of gravitate towards naturally and there's just something about like I think I think it's interesting that I Andy Watson also has done um, like young adult stuff yeah. and and kind of like mid grade work as well because like that format of I can't remember how long this book is but that format this is yeah it's is fairly long 250, about two fifty pages that format of about like a hundred or two hundred page um, graphic novels where or just, you know comic books another market term but um, mm-hmm. where you're just telling a whole story, right? Just in this one chunk. And the story is probably not like, I think that's the story that you get in the book tour. If you were to convert that into like a 20 page monthly comic, it's probably only like, it's probably only an issue or two issues yeah. worth of like story in across all these 250 pages. But by having been having, having the space to like draw that thing out and not have to tell, not have to convince everyone every 20 pages to buy another issue. Yep. It completely changes the way that you think about pacing. Uh, and, and and completely change the way that you can approach the telling the story. And yeah, like to me, like yeah. I'm gravitating more towards stuff like this, I think. And, and honestly, that's kind of, of
0: the way I'm gravitating towards writing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've always been an artist, but I'm trying to learn how to write short books now. Because, you know, yeah. I get ideas for stories and I want to put them out there. But mm-hmm. learning how to write comics and stuff like that, I'm finding that I gravitate towards re- preferring to read. A single book that's between forty and two hundred pages, you know. I I like a one-volume story that's all wrapped up nice and neat. If they come up Mm -hmm. with a sequel to it later, I'll read that. But if I I'd find that I'm liking that format a lot more, and I like the Mm -hmm. idea of writing that way too, because just what you said, like you can mess around with the pacing, and and tell the story the way you want it told instead of having Mm -hmm. to cram as much excitement into 24 pages as you can to convince someone that they want to buy it next month. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'd rather I, just write one book and be done with it.
1: <laughs> well, I think, I think you know, like slightly moving away from the book tour, but I've worked on a lot more issues, single issues recently where the first issue is like a, an extended length, like it may, it's maybe it's got like another 10 pages on it and it's like 30 pages or whatever. And even just those 30, even just that extra 10 pages is like completely changes the way that like the comic works um and so much of so much of the 20 page 22 page 24 page like monthly style um has to work around that that big ending right because it is sort of an advert as well for the next issue That it's always fascinating to see people work in different forms um, i don't think andy has done like the single issue thing but the difference between their work on uh, in the like the mid grade stuff because we did some we did an interview with Andy for a panel panel issue like the other year with Penguin Random House where well, one of our Penguin Random House books and like the difference between that and this is quite it's, it's quite drastic like the yeah, style is I quite I think different. I remember seeing that issue come out tones quite different yeah it's it was it, it's a fun like a fun interview a fun conversation and uh, yeah just it just it's it's amazing just how different a format allows you to be in your work like even from the same art, like the same artist and writer doing. Uh, a mid-grade book to doing this kind of more adult fiction yeah. um it's a completely different like the book is just like a completely different piece of work and, and that's like that i find that absolutely fascinating and the same thing like even in like what's the furthest place from here like the, we've done issues of that which yes, were like i'm
0: enjoying that
1: uh, it's good right and we did issues of that which were like 40 pages or something like i can't remember how long the first one is it was quite big uh and then the pacing on that, and what you fit into that, is completely different than like the issues we've done, which were more like twenty, twenty-four pages. Um, not that one is better than the other, but it, but just changes the way that you have to think about those issues from a, like a writing side. Um, so it's just like I just I don't know I just love I just love thinking about like how would how would this book exist if it had to be told in like a different format? Yeah. And, like this is just like the perfect. There's just something about this which just works so well because it, it doesn't have to stick to any like strict chapter structures or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's it, and that's it. It's really interesting going from like like you said, like format to format, because like when I write for D and D, it's completely different because of the constraints yeah. of the medium. And it's it's yeah, actually like now that you mention it, I was just, I, I think about it, and yeah, it's fascinating how differently. Your process is, and the kind of story you tell, based on the mm. way that story is getting told.
1: Yeah, yeah. What did you? Uh, question I had for you was, what did you think to? Because I think the intro to this, so the opening of this, is just like a, a series of pages of Fretwell, just kind of like as a silhouette, like walking. I think it's only like three pages, but yeah. walking through the streets just in silence, basically. Um, when you uh, were, when I said this chose this as my choice and you started reading it did you what was like your reaction to the opening did you get a sense of what it would be from those opening pages or were you a bit like what What am i what is hassan saying
0: um, <laughs> well, I, was, I was kind of in the middle i was like all right as soon as i saw the art style i was like all right yeah. i'm not sure what to expect here yeah. but i'm liking the vibe okay yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not sure what to expect. This is completely different to what I usually read. The way that it looks, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. this isn't what I was expecting. Like, I didn't really have expectations for it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what to expect, but it still wasn't what I was expecting. Um, yeah. but I immediately was like, "Yeah, all right, I'm on board. I'm not sure where Did this you... is going yet, but I'm on board."
1: Right. So that's what I was going to ask as well. Did you get a sense like at what, how, how? Far into it, do you think, until you kind of were like, Right, like I get what this is
0: doing? Basically, as soon as he had that first conversation with his wife, I was like, Okay, oh, you poor bastard, this is gonna be a (laughs) Bretwell series of mildly inconveniencing events.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 I think that was was the same with me. It's like, I I think when I got to the first conversation, then you get that you understand like the tone of it, um, which is. you know it's just him stood outside of a door right like where in his house as he's leaving and he's trying to speak to his wife who doesn't seem to be giving him very much back
0: yeah and it's like it's interesting too because we're given no indication of you know if either part of the marriage is in the wrong if there's this is just their dynamic or if he's (laughs) actually kind of an absent and not really their partner and father if yeah. it's the other way around like we're given no indication of any of that but all we know is that they're pretty well estranged it doesn't yeah. seem yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't seem uh I'm, I'm losing the word good old adhd strikes happy. again it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't seem, seem happy <laughs> but it doesn't seem combative i guess is where i'm sort of right, going right, with right, it right, right. they don't seem like yeah, yeah, angry yeah. violent combative bitter Mm-hmm. but they're definitely grown apart at some point and that is yeah it's very, communicated yeah. so clearly
1: it's very uh much like the rest of his interactions in that it's very like um you're right now i can't think of the word like it's very apathetic on both ends it's kind of just yeah. like they're both defeated That it's both very just like you know like he says he's leaving and his wife's like what do you mean leaving? So I'm going to the book tour. She's like, oh, right, the book tour. It's just, it's just, it's so matter of fact. And so like, no one is really interested. Yeah. Like on either,
0: on yeah, either They're, they're both um, checked out. I mean, he seems yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's maybe a little more checked in, but, mm-hmm. but like, it's much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's, 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 it starts with the, so when I first read it, like when I first went through those, those opening pages, um it made me think of like a the vibe that I got was like friendly Eddie Campbell doing From Hell. It was like I was like it's from hell but like but like friendlier, more slightly more inviting. They had the same sort of like scratchy line, but yep. there was kind of like there was like a charm to it that where with Campbell there was kind of like a violence to it. Yeah. Um, and the, but it's it was fun reading it the second time because I after you get the you get the intro and then you get this this sort of black page with the book tour written on it. Um and the first thing you see after that is Fretwell's novel, which is called Without K, which is you learn is like a reference to the fact that the, there's a character in the book whose name is Rebecca, but with two C's, without K. And he's the, the guy in it is like a encyclopedia salesman, but one of the encyclopedias, the K encyclopedia is missing, and he assumes that potentially his wife has taken it. Um, and you don't know that obviously when you first read the when you first read it, but that frames everything else because yeah. you see without and then the next page you see him say Rebecca with the two C's, and then you realise that this guy's also without K and without Rebecca, um, and that his whole life is a series of events without essentially, you know, everyone's life is everyone's life is like he's the missing encyclopedia, like it really doesn't matter that he's got, but yeah, I, I like I like that I like that <laughs> idea of like the book just straight up, like Andy Watson just straight up is like, this book is this guy's life yeah. Like this novel, he's just written this novel about his life, but you don't, you have to start to piece that together as you read it. Right? Yeah. And as you reread it as well. It's like, it's an oddly layered book for something that feels very clear when you read it the first time through. There's right. a lot of like kind of little
0: yeah, as, as things to it through, that I didn't notice. Like it's never really explicitly said, but it's pretty much revealed that his agent is just going through the motions with this book tour. His mm-hmm. his accommodation gets progressively shittier. Yeah. The the agent yeah. hasn't picked up the tab for the uh, room service like he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people don't even know who he is when he gets there. They like just they know yeah. they're expecting an author, but I oh, don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, but also, and also, and also, and just the fact that it's been booked the day after another sign-in, which yeah, just seems yeah, yeah. The like day a day after idea.
0: <laughs> and this reviewer that he's trying to find out if these reviewers come out the whole time he doesn't even know if he got a copy of the book yeah. because the yeah, agency yeah. stopped sending them out for the most part but but also <laughs> that's just left open it's like for the most part we don't really send them out anymore <laughs> maybe yours got <laughs> yeah. sent out i don't know
1: it's like a it's like every every which i i'm assuming is is every author's worst nightmare is that Every, everything feels like an afterthought, like his existence starts to feel like an afterthought mm-hmm. the book, like his book tour starts to feel like an afterthought uh, his missing bag, for the most part, seems to feel like his bag gets stolen at the start with all of his books in it starts yep. to feel like an afterthought um, and like that feels like a very big commentary on uh, I mean that's, that's also a comics thing, right like, you know, every, we're all striving for promotion for the next project, I mean what you don't want is for your book to start to feel like an afterthought to everyone that's uh, that could mm-hmm. potentially be reading it um so it really does just feel like the, an author's worst nightmare that this book has come out and just no one cares and every moment of it and suddenly his own existence becomes like an afterthought um but yeah I, I, it's it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting set of events i think rendered in what well, just one of the most fun ways i think i've seen uh i've, I've read a comic in recently i just I don't know how else to describe I keep I know I keep saying it's very British. I just don't really know how else to describe everything about it. Like even the art style feels yeah. almost like Quentin Blakey.
0: That's what I was just about to say. I was literally just trying to put the name <laughs> to the artist. Yeah, yeah it does. It's got Roland that vibe. Dar-esque. Yeah.
1: The at what point uh did the so this is the other so I, I keep I I was I was describing it like metatext metatextual, but yeah. I don't know if that's the right term. More, it's like self-referential. It's like sort of it's very aware, I think, of what it's doing and the slight sort of ridiculousness that it's doing it at. Um, but I'm trying to figure out when I was going back through it again. I was trying to figure out at what point like that part of the book be- became obvious to me, and I don't know if it was if it was until maybe the very end when he goes to prison or something. But there was like I was trying to figure out at what point like. The, at what point you are aware that the book is like aware of what it's doing. I don't know a better way of describing that. But there's a point at which I think it's when he's in prison and I was like, this is now like this isn't just the story of a man that gets sort of accidentally uh, mixed up in his murder. This is a book that knows that it's telling that story and yeah. is playing with the way that it's telling that
0: story. Yeah. I started getting the vibes about that when um Old Mate cornered him in the hotel hallway. And tried to oh, get right. him to go yeah, out yeah, for yeah. drinks. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah.
0: I was just like... There's something... Something feels strange about this guy at <laughs> this point in the story.
1: Yeah. And then... He has a very... He has a... Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, then everyone started rolling downhill a little harder for... For old... Uh, old Fretwell yeah. there.
1: Yeah. No, he has a great face as well. That, that sort of, like, disheveled... uh drunk guy that he meets in the Yeah, this is I mean this is when he's like at like a in like a basement room, right? In yeah. that his his like level of accommodation has gone down so far um that he says Oh that's it that the, he asks the um
0: by the hour or he by asks the
1: bookshop. The... That was it. Yeah, it's like yeah it's one of those places, by the hour or by the night. Um but he's got a reservation, which is great. I love that part. That he's got a reservation <laughs> for that room, um, and it's just in like a basement. And he meets this this dishevelled sort of drunk guy who wants to go out for a drink with him, and then and, goes into his room, and it's, and lit, it's, it's just isn't like that a guy a writer as
0: well? I thought I thought that guy said he was oh, also a yeah, writer. Yeah, he is.
1: Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I mean, that's good. Gotta... I mean.
1: Well, this is a this is a great because uh, the guy said the drunk guy says to him, "I could as well we've met at some of the book bash," and he's and Fretwell says no because he's trying to hide who he is. And The guy says, "You must have one of those faces," and it it moves back to Fretwell's blank, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the, yeah, almost no distinguishing features, and he says, "Yeah, I, I must have." Uh, like that that there's there's moments like that that I just feel like really on the nose in terms of, like, Andy Watson being like, I know what we're, like, you know, I know what we're doing, and you know what we're doing. Yeah, This blank face that could be absolutely anyone. Is, uh, yeah, he definitely, Pretwell literally has one of those faces that could be almost anyone. Um, Yeah, no, I love that scene, and he goes into his tiny room and opens the closet, and then all like, the junk yeah, all the whole, so yeah. like, fall out of the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was, was there a moment, uh, was there a moment when you were, like, this is if I wasn't having to read it for this show, that this would probably be the bit I'd check out. Or were you all the way? Were you in all the way through?
0: No, no. Pretty much, like five pages in, I was like, "This isn't what I would normally read." But like, I'm. I wanted. <laughs> I want to keep reading this. I was compelled to keep reading. I, at no point have yeah, I yeah. not enjoyed reading it. At no point did I feel like I would stop reading this if it wasn't for the show. It was like just like this isn't what yeah. I would normally pick up if I didn't know it existed, but because it's been suggested Mm -hmm. to me and I'm reading it. Yeah. I'm going to finish this. And and that was like, (laughs) that was the same with Ted and Roe when they suggested I do witch hat atelier, I wouldn't have picked that up off the shelf. But as soon as Mm -hmm. I started reading it, I was like, yeah. And by the time I got to the end of the book, like I said, I'd ended up buying the next one and the next one and the next one. And and I'd read (laughs) everything that was out until that date by the next day
1: yeah, yeah yeah i think this is so this is that's one thing about like the 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 style of this and the function of of, of manga in many respects like i remember reading an interview with um Arasawa, who did uh like master keaton and, and monster and stuff um and he was talking about how sad it is that he, they spend so long drawing these pages But they're designed, you know, especially a lot of manga feels like it's designed to be read like quite quick, Mm -hmm. like it's not. I think Western comics can be quite, quite much more dense in terms of like information on the page, Um, whereas manga is like, you know, you said you read like three, four volumes or whatever of which I tell you, just you just go once you start, you can just burn through those volumes in no time at all, and they're designed to be like that. And I think this, this has a really similar vibe to it. Because mm. there's pages with tons and tons of panels, right? Like most pages have got like eight, nine panels in most in a lot of cases. Like it's quite visually it seems like they'll be quite dense, but the style of the rendering and the fact that the, the dialogue isn't isn't overburdened in the in the panels means that you end up reading this really, really quickly. Yeah. Um and so there's just a natural pace to it, which is I don't know, I just find I find that really like just really interesting how yeah, quick yeah. You can and,
0: and honestly, get through it. I burned through those those really quickly, but I found myself doubling back quite often. Like, I'd read three Mm. pages, and I'd be like, oh, hang on a tick, and just go back and just look at a certain page for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Not reading it, just just looking at it, because it was crafted so well. Like, yeah, Mm. when you're immersed in the story and you're just reading it, it flows, and you move to the next page. But as somebody who is like learning the craft and understand at least some of it um and you know thanks to my partner i know a little bit about your art history and sort of looking at stuff because they were an art history student and they've taught me a lot and they watch a lot of media analysis on youtube and stuff so that's been that's been really great for me as a writer and artist and just as someone doing a show like this too it's been so helpful Mm -hmm. But I find I find when I read something that engages me like that, I do end up doubling back a few pages and just I just stop and look for a while. And there were yeah, so yeah. many pages in Witch Hat that I, mm-hmm. I had to do that with. Because if I didn't have ADHD, it probably would have taken me more like a week to read all of those right. volumes. Because I think I read five right. or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... For me, once I get started on a graphic novel that hooks me, it is done very quickly. And sometimes I'll have to go back and reread it the next day just to reabsorb it. But yeah, I reckon it would have taken me a week. That's a
1: function though. No, I honestly think that's a function. Because like, you know, I have these like big uh, volumes of of Monster by Urasawa, which are like the, they're like like double thickness ones, right? So it's kind of like two regular, I think it's like a thousand pages. Uh and I I was like reading one of those in one section. Like I was just that like I was just start to finish. Yeah. Because that because it's kind of like they're like they work at like an almost relentless, like breakneck pace. There isn't anything like overstuffed visually. The dialogue mm-hmm. keeps moving really, really quickly. And like the book tour just has, really has the same thing for me. Like part of it is like that restraint in yeah. the in the in the artistic style. Like it's not over it's not over
0: rendered or anything like that. So speaking simple, of the can... rendering though actually now that you mention it, page 98 mm-hmm. where the cops confront him at the restaurant I love that big panel that takes up the top two thirds oh, yeah. of the page that mm-hmm. is like the most rendered out of the book so far Yeah, and it's just it's such a cool and interesting style and then when you look at it, all of the panels where there are three or more characters in it are rendered in a similar style, just just yeah, slightly yeah. heavier strokes, a little more scribbly, a bit more shadow, compared to the lines being a bit crisper and finer in the panels with just one or two characters in it.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, well, most 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 of the, the the most of the dialogue bits, they kind of Andy gets rid of all the back, almost all the background. Yeah, as well. exactly. Um, yeah, that's a really nice. It's that's a new piece of illustration as well. That's really that's really yeah, nice that shot of them.
0: And, yeah. and honestly, I'm glad that uh, the old Kindle reader had that on the left hand side of the screen, so the audience could actually <laughs> see it. Because uh, for, for anyone who doesn't know, Comicsology has just gone through a massive change, and it doesn't exist online anymore. Which means that my usual way of displaying the comics for you to check out as we talk doesn't exist anymore and this book i had to get for the kindle cloud reader and it's a lot trickier to set up for the show so you're only seeing every second or third page because it's only showing the pages on the left hand side of the book um and i was really really glad that that one was a page that showed up on the left hand you're only seeing even numbered pages not odd numbered pages which (laughs) I, i actually kind of like for this uh episode anyway because I don't want you to see everything. There's a lot of stuff that I want you to see for yourself when you go and read it. And it will be linked in the Mm -hmm. description for you to go and read it. Uh, Even if this doesn't look like it's your usual thing, it's a very... It's like... I feel like saying it's an easy read doesn't do it enough justice, you know? Because it is such a good story. But it is...
1: It's it's frictionless. It's a frictionless read. Yeah, it's
0: very comfortable to sit down and enjoy this book in a single sitting. You know, like not because there's not a lot there, it's just a very comfortable read uh so yep. I, even if it doesn't look like it's your usual thing, it was like thirteen dollars on the Kindle reader. You might be able to get a hard copy wherever you live. I'm definitely gonna invest in a hard copy after this um mm-hmm. this is this has made my list of things that i like aren't my usual thing, but I've enjoyed it so much I wanna have it so I can look at it mm-hmm. um. And just refer to it when I'm like just feeling like I need to look at i things that give me ideas and references and, yeah. and and enjoy the craft um well
1: it's i mean it's it's two hundred and you know it's two hundred and sixty pages, but it's technically twice that length because as soon as you get to the end you will end up having to go from back from the start and reread the whole thing. Or at yeah. least that was my experience of it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. read it as a 500-page uh, comic <laughs> yeah. that, that just loops halfway through.
0: A- exactly. And I'm, I'm going to get a copy of this, and I reckon my partner will sit down and devour this too. And They're not nearly as much into comics as I am. Um, they, they read them, but they don't read them nearly mm-hmm. as much as I do. But I think this is yeah, one I think, that I, I think really this, enjoy.
1: This isn't a comic. I don't think that requires necessarily like a... Uh, a high level of, like, comics literacy. Like, I don't think, you, like, you, I think you could give this to someone that hasn't really read a comic before. Yeah. And they wouldn't have a problem, like, understanding it, following it. No, I It's agree. very, yeah, it's very clean and, and like, which isn't, like, and I don't, I mean, I hopefully don't hope that doesn't come across like it's uh, anything against the work because that's exactly no, part no. of what makes this it so enjoyable. It feels like it's,
0: that it feels like it's a deliberate thing. You know, like, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is designed that, anyone can pick up and enjoy this book. Mm-hmm. And and that's what, yeah. like, a good book should kind of be that, in my, my opinion. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I love all of the books that I've picked for this show, is because, like, some of them have all got a lot of intense story and stuff going on, but you don't need to have read a comic before to pick it up and enjoy the hell out of it. You just need to yeah, know, yeah. I like sci-fi, I like fantasy, you know? Yeah. Well, here's a good one. Read this, yeah, yeah. and anyone can pick so this- it up
1: and will enjoy it. You just need to enjoy a nervous character that's it
0: yeah exactly yeah, yeah. If, if you like characters like pretty much anything that Mitch, uh david mitchell has ever played yeah then, yeah then you will you will like this book
1: for sure, for sure. Uh, there
0: are there are plenty of other actors and characters that i've got the vibes for this character from but my little brain won't recall them right now
1: but no i think david mitchell david mitchell and peep show is a good yeah, it doesn't quite. It doesn't quite have like the sort of the slightly sort of meaner edge. That yeah, yeah. David he's Mitchell
0: not. He's not as show. he's not as nasty or seedy as David yeah. Mitchell is, but yeah. he does seem just as despondent and unfortunate. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's that. It's that side of it. Yeah, for sure. Which he maybe has in space. Yeah. maybe
0: a bit more like um, Simon Pegg's character in Spaced.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he's basically Fretwell is essentially. I think most when you look at uh, a British person in a suit walking into their office building, that's (laughs) slightly, slightly, you know, slightly downtrodden, slightly beaten. Uh, That's that's Fretwell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. But, but not in the like cool, badass, he's going to lose it and beat up the office bully today kind of way either. Just in that, this is my lot in life, I accept yeah. it.
1: Yeah, it's uh... it's. I mean, it's off. It's like office space. It's got mm-hmm. like it's just going, it's just going and sitting in your cubicle. It's that it's that level of like yeah. Uh, broken, broken.
0: Yeah, there's there's no escapist power fantasy. It's just the yeah. grind.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: And it just just keeps getting worse for for poor Fretwell. <laughs>
1: It's yeah, I don't, I don't know what to give it in terms of like, I don't. It's such a hard, because I've tried to recommend it to people, uh, and it's such. A, I don't, just don't know how best to sort of sum up like what it's doing. But it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just such a difficult. Like, how do you sell it to someone? Because it, it really is just like the story of an unfortunate man where things become more and more unfortunate, but in a in a very like metatextual way by the yeah. end. And I don't when I, whenever I say that to people, like their eyes glaze over a little bit. They're like, "Right, yeah, it's not. It's yes, may, yeah, maybe it's not for me." But it really is just the cartooning is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. The 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 pa- the pacing of it is so is so well crafted and so well defined. Um, the style of it is so kind of simple and easy to read, uh, but in that is hidden a lot of complexity. Like we were talking about all the the, the reactions and the way that the faces are constructed and stuff. There's so much complexity hidden under the the simple style of it. That I think you look at it, it doesn't look threatening. It doesn't look like it would be um, anything that's like difficult or kind yeah. of tough. And yet it gives you so much to chew on uh, and so much to think about. Like, honestly, this, my genuinely my way of reading it was I read the whole thing and I stopped and went back to the start and read the whole thing a second yeah. time, just back to back. Because yeah. there's so much that you, by the end that you realize that you're like, I've missed all these things so much to chew back on, so much to enjoy. Um, and, yeah, it's, there's tons and tons and tons of complexity hidden under its style. There
0: really is. I'm, watch- I'm flicking through it again while we talk, and I'm just noticing now. Like, I noticed it when he went and sat down and ended up falling asleep next to the homeless guy. But I didn't yeah. notice it when he first met him that the homeless guy has a little notebook that he's writing in.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone's a writer. Well, that's the other thing as well, is that everyone is a writer. Yeah, the 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 woman that he meets at the cafe, like that, yep. that, he and... sort of accidentally wanders into this solicit- solicitation. Yeah. Uh, she's a writer. The uh, the drunk guy he meets is a writer. The homeless guy's writing. Um, yeah, yeah. Everyone's a writer. Yep. Everyone's I, an artist.
0: I think the easiest way I could probably describe this for me is that it's a it's an enjoyable read about a sad little man. <laughs>
1: That should be. I wonder what they describe it. I was going to say. I wonder if that's the. Are they? I mean, on the back it calls it a Kafkaesque dark comedy. That's quite good, to be fair. Yeah. That's quite yeah. Good yeah. That is good. It. But um, I think yeah, a sad little man is. Uh,
0: yeah, because it is. It's very enjoyable read. But it is a story about a sad little man who's going through some yeah. unfortunate bullshit.
1: I think that's yeah. <laughs> I mean that should be on the that should be on the back as well. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Feel free to use that for a pool quote if you want.
1: I like that the back calls Fretwell, uh, Even the back is like mean to him. The 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 um, synopsis says that he's a minor English writer. I love that <laughs> even the synopsis is like <laughs> because in the book, like, you know, he had, he had he had a successful book. And, yeah. Like Fretwell has a successful novel before the one that he's he's doing now. But like, yeah, I like I even I like that even the synopsis is oh. it, it, tonally the tonally oh. the synopsis is on brand with the rest of the book.
0: Oh, putting the boot in. <laughs> oh, actually uh, that you, just us talking about that just then has actually just made me think of something uh that I'm going to say right now for anyone that is watching this episode. Anything that I say about your book if cuz I gush about these books. Anything that I say about your book that is positive and you want to use it as a pull quote, go ahead. Please do. I would love to see something that I've said praising someone one of these books in a promo somewhere as a pull quote. Oh,
1: just, just, just Andy Watson's The Book Tour. Sad
0: little man. Yeah, yeah. enjoyable read about a sad little man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, any creators that are reading this, Andy, if you're watching this, uh, anyone who's watching one of the other episodes and you know, I said something nice that you like about your book, you can go ahead and, and use that for a pull quote. Just the only favor I ask is tag me if you do so I can see it and share it because I loved your book.
1: I'm gonna use Sad Little Man as my own pull quote for myself. <laughs> <laughs> just like just get it embroidered on the back of a t- on the back of a shirt. I like that.
0: I love that. I love that. Speaking of shirts, actually. They're oh, available nice. on the Rainbow Studios Etsy store for anyone who likes the show and does want a show. I got it just in Very time nice. to finish making the last of this season and <laughs> I love it. Um I actually got a I beanie as well that just came in with the the logo. Don't have on
1: it. I might I need to get my name. Yes. On. Yeah. Um
0: we're we're approaching the hour. So Sam, what have you got coming out uh, in twenty twenty two? Like you probably got too many books to mention. But what's about to come out that you are allowed to mention?
1: When, when, when do you think this all? Uh,
0: um, this. Uh... I'm in the process of editing right now. It's the editing process has been delayed a little bit by uh, needing to reschedule the last couple of episodes. But I'm hoping mm-hmm. to have everything edited by the end of March, so I can do the premiere in April.
1: Okay. Well, the um, uh, I think Rogues has, yeah no Rogues has been announced, which is like a DC Black Label um book with a with uh, a bunch of um like the flash's villains going into gorilla city and that's really good fun uh so that'll be out um i've got a lettering you sheet you had me at the flash here, so. that... yeah that's i don't know that he's in it or oh, at but least his not as far are as I've entertaining. but his villains are really good fun yeah. yeah um what else oh uh blue flame i think that'll be ending soon we're getting to the end of that which i'm quite excited about not that it's ending but i'm quite excited to see the ending of it yeah that that, Um, that reminds
0: me that my internet's back i can pick up this week's issue
1: yeah that's a good one as well issue i think it's issue seven uh rush we're heading into the last issue or i'm we're heading into working on the last issue i can't remember which one's coming out uh that's a couple of vault books i've got a new vault book that hasn't been announced yet so i won't say anything about that um, oh, uh, a couple of Valiant books that I've just been announced I'm working on. The new Bloodshot with uh, Dennis Camp and John uh, and Geordie uh, Belair is out uh, at some point this year, September maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Archer and Armstrong uh, with Steve Fox, that's coming out um, soon, I think quite soon. We've done a, a couple of issues of that already. Uh, just stuff. Yeah. Loads of stuff,
0: time before time,
1: what's the furthest place from here, the new Bloodstained Teeth with um, Chris Ward, Patrick Reynolds, Ooh, yeah, Heather Wall, Heather I just, just picked us. up that
0: so I can read that. I haven't read it yet, but I'm keen.
1: So that's Yeah, that's there, and then there's, I don't know, just all sorts, all sorts, just a lot of different things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will link a bunch of that in the description of the episode so people can go and find it, um, because I'm going to go and look for it myself anyway. <laughs> um... I'm looking forward to a, a lot of that actually. Uh so many good books coming out this year and like Vault has just been announcing so many interesting teams that I don't yeah. honestly don't give a fuck what the book is. Like I I do, you know, but I don't need to know what the book is because I've seen yeah. the team. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah, already know I- that I'm going to love it
1: well we've got a I, there's one that i don't think it's been announced yet so i won't i'm not i won't say anything too much about it but that the one there's one another one that i'm working on which is uh i'm really really excited about Adrian, the, the Damien,
0: come and an tell artist. me what it is come and tell me what it is yeah i don't know
1: if it's i don't know if the. i don't know if the team if the team's been announced like i haven't been announced with it yep. so i won't i won't just in case but not that anyone cares about the lettering anyway but but you would be surprised has...
0: i have talked about your lettering a number of times in depth on this show
1: okay well in this one instance different <laughs> but the, no there's there's. it's with an artist that i'm a, a huge i've been a massive fan of for a while so i'm quite excited about that and awesome. uh, i can't
0: wait i can't wait yeah
1: that's i think that's they've got a whole a whole bunch of good looking books coming soon as well a whole bunch of cool creative teams
0: yeah if i'm lucky i'll have a couple of shorts out by the end of this year so that's, nice. that's where people can find me look for brain Bee studios anywhere and everywhere, and you will find me and my work. I am in the process of updating my website to have previews of the shorts that I've done so far. Uh, so you can read the f- ones that are out for free, um, which is honestly only two right now, which is the Mothman moves and the man who found the future. Um, I wrote Mothman and had Minerva Fox on the art and she did an amazing job. Uh, and Ryan Lindsay wrote, the man who found the future and I did the art for that and Tobin Rascott did the lettering for both mm-hmm. um but I've got like seven shorts in the pipeline right now and this is actually where it comes to that time of the episode where I say if you like the show you like what I do and you've seen what I'm working on and want to see more of it consider liking subscribing signing up to Patreon where you can support everything that I'm doing you're going to get early looks at my scripts concept art uh, playtesting copies of all of my TTRPG and board game stuff. It starts at $5 Australian, which is like 2 bucks for you Brits with how strong the, the pound is, and maybe 3 bucks for an American. Um, and as soon as I hit like 10, 15 patrons, I get to start paying artists. I'm going to be drawing some of these myself, but I have dream teams that I want to work on on some of these. And as soon as I hit that $150-ish mark, I can start paying page rates and you'll actually get to start reading these comics before the public does. So check out the links below. Consider signing up to that. Go check out Panel X Panel and Strip Panel Naked. I need to catch up on that. I started listening to it while I was working. So do, so do I. Yeah. And then the old ADHD brain forgot that it existed until you mentioned it today. And I was like, yes, I need to re-watch that and listen to it again. <laughs> um, th- that was like, I was consuming it wildly at the start of my comics journey. Um, at yeah. Ryan's recommendation, and I was like, "Yes, this is great." Then, just life happened, and I forgot. Like, they've got so many podcasts, I am so many episodes behind on. I have to catch mm-hmm. up on Comics Inebriated as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go follow I'm, I'm, I'm... Sorry, Son, you go.
1: Yeah. I was, no, I was. I was just, uh, it's it's. Uh, this is not a good promo for Strip Barn Naked, but um, it's the the pace at which they come out is incredibly slow. But there should be a new episode out by the time this airs.
0: And, and look, there should
1: be another one for
0: this. It doesn't matter how fast or slow they come out. It's a good show, and Hassan's work at Panel X Panel and Strip Panel Naked is an invaluable resource to any and all creators. So go check it out. Go follow Hassan on social media. Where can they find you on socials?
1: Uh, I just I only use Twitter really. I'm at Hassan OE on Twitter. There
0: you go. That'll it's be pretty, linked below. Pretty, yeah. Check out Hassan's stuff, and yeah, if you like the show and you want to see more of it consider subscribing to patreon and if you want to see my comics actually be out in the world consider subscribing to patreon as well so i can afford to make them uh but we have been on sunday and OE, this has been no capes the show where we talk about creator-owned comics with creators who own comics this has been the book tour which you will be able to purchase at the link below until next time reading comics and keep having fun stay safe everyone it's crazy right now in the world look after yourselves thanks for listening to another episode of no capes the show where we talk about creator-owned comics with creators who own comics now this show is powered by patreon so if you want to go and check out our patreon you'll get early access to the episodes you'll get early access to my comic scripts previews of work in progress and more So every subscription counts. And if you liked the episode, please like, share, subscribe, do all the things, let people know about the show, shout about it from the rooftops, because every single bit counts and helps us get more listeners, helps us get more subscribers, and I get to keep making cool stuff for you to enjoy. Thanks very much. Keep reading comics.